in terms of Zodiac, it's sort of like if you were on a scale of BTK, Ted Bundy, and Zodiac, where with, with BTK, you, you literally have all of the answers that, you're, that are capable of being had. It's certainly possible there are things he's hiding, but we know enough to know anything important, I'll put it that way. Certainly, there, you know, through exhaustive searching and digging, there's no evidence to suggest that any wild phenomenon or trauma occurred in Dennis Rader's life that would further or more deeply explain his behavior than what we already know. So that, that yeah. put, put him at one end of the spectrum. You've got Bundy, who mixed lies with the truth and therefore creates a lot of confusion, but certainly, you know, begins to tell uh, a story from which you can derive certain lessons and truths and perhaps informative future predicting bits of data that are consistent with what we know about Dennis Rader. And then you've got Zodiac, who is this, is this pure cipher, no pun intended, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in terms of just being this black hole where we know nothing of his motivations, nothing of his upbringing, nothing of his nature or nurture. We just, uh, uh, beyond what he has communicated uh, to us. So all we can do is, is speculate. And yet, uh, I would argue that the, the, the information we've been able to extract from Bundy and Raider uh, do assist in our understanding of certain aspects of Zodiac. Like I was saying before, I, I tend to suspect that there was a sexual component to his crimes because uh, he wrote about it. He said it's better than getting your rocks off with a girl, which is certainly a pretty mm-hmm. direct allusion to that. But also because we now know that sexual gratification is such an important component to so many uh, serial killers that it, it it starts to become more likely that it was a component in Zodiac. Do you agree with that? Is that a conclusion that you'd be ready to make yet? There's talk that Zodiac was a sexual sadist. There's theories that he wasn't. You know, the, the main suspect was a, a pedophile child molester. So there's people who argue against him saying a child molester wouldn't commit these kinds of crimes. So much of the sexual identity and their sexual compulsions is such a mystery to me. And it's an aspect of all of these stories that's always been difficult for me to address because at a certain point, I just check out. I don't understand how somebody can do certain kinds of things. But at the same time, you can also stop to think about the fact that so much of what motivates someone to do what they do has a lot to do with it's, you know, what they call the signature in a crime, uh, in profiling, they refer to something known as the signature is what is the killer always doing to satisfy a need? It's not just about an MO, how he actually carries out the crime. It's what is he doing and what does he get out of it? What satisfies him out of it? So with somebody like Ted Bundy, it's, it's, I hate to say it's easy, but it's easier to understand his motivations because at the root of it is this sexual compulsion, which even if you don't share it or fully understand it, it's kind of an easy thing to ascribe as a motive because he has this urge. He needs to fulfill it. And whether the urge is dominating and brutalizing women and that started out and then it became killing because he couldn't leave a witness. And then the killing became part of the thrill and whatever. But with someone like Zodiac, the actions are so difficult to understand. The motivations are difficult to understand. There are a couple of things I just want to circle back to that you mentioned a, a second ago that I think are worth 
pointing out with respect to Zodiac's uh, motivations, which is, A, we don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can only speculate. We can only add things up. And certainly it would be presumptuous and, and just kind of bullshit to suggest that because he shares certain behavioral, you know, methods or, you know, practical methods with Bundy and BTK, both of whom had uh, sexual compulsion as a component to their behaviors, that that necessarily means Zodiac shares those same motivations. On the other hand, to the extent we know, uh, I mean, we do know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do know that he he alludes to getting one's rocks off in one of his letters. So mm-hmm. that does introduce the notion of, of some sort of thrill-seeking associated with these actions. Yeah. But even when, when you just sort of boil it down, you go, well, if he's not doing it for money and he's not doing it for political statement or for some sort of social reaction like the Mansons, and he's not doing it for personal vendetta, and, and, and so, so you're left kind of with a kind of finite set of possibilities after that, right? Um, yeah, you say he's doing it for a thrill, but that doesn't explain it either. I'm trying to create the argument that lust killing and thrill killing are maybe only different semantically. Yeah, so yeah. That they're still tapping into this pleasure center of the brain, whether it's expressing itself through you know physical orgasm or some other means of, of expression, it's still this sort of exercise in achieving joy. Now, here's where I would try to make the argument that once you put it into that category, let's let's call it a sexual compulsion or some variation thereof. I would argue that makes it for lack for, at the risk of sounding like any kind of apologist or sympathetic to, to any of the, this condition, which of course I'm not, easier to understand for the following reason. We know what a sexual proclivity is. Uh, anybody who's honest can say, I'm a leg man. Uh, you know, I like blondes, short girls. I like girls a little more meat on their butt. Whatever your proclivity is, we all have sexual tastes. And I think we understand, some of us very personally and some of us just intellectually, addiction. We understand mm-hmm. that there is a, you know, a compulsive uh, reaction in some people to certain substances or events that can become uncontrollable and change their personality, their health, their behavior, all kinds of, wreak all kinds of damage. Well, if you put those two things together and you extrapolate them out and you say, okay, let's say there was a sexual proclivity, but it was at the level of a heroin addicts, meaning all other considerations were gone. Mm-hmm. It would be like being a leg man, but all you could think of was leg. All you could see was leg. All you could mm-hmm. imagine was leg. So we can imagine a sexual proclivity that in our minds is kind of normal and everyone has their own taste, but you extrapolate it out to this extreme, extreme level where it is the only vehicle through which you can achieve sexual gratification. And we know as human beings that sex drive is paramount. It is in voluntary, inflexible, mm-hmm. and it stops at nothing. It is a in our very nature to have a strong sex drive. Some of us more than others, some of us less than others, but yeah. it is our own, it is every animal's nature to have a sex drive. And now you can start to put together the pieces of an individual who can only satisfy that utterly human, utterly involuntary urge through an extreme obsession or an extrapolated proclivity at an addict's level of need. 
where an mm-hmm. addict will say to you, heroin or alcohol or cigarettes is my life. It is not something I enjoy doing. It's not something I dig. It is my bread and butter. It is oxygen to me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an individual for whom oxygen, for whom sex drive, for whom the very stuff of life can only be satisfied through this destructive behavior that destroys life, what do you do? It's hard to simplify that into evil, right? Mm-hmm. Because in so many ways, it is involuntary. It is the very nature of a, is there choice involved? I suspect that in the most extreme cases, the choice, as we were saying before, is either turn yourself in, indulge your behavior, or kill yourself. And I, I don't think it's the kind of thing you live with and uh, uh, decide to indulge or not. I think it's that yeah. powerful a drive. And in that way, I might argue that, that, that everything I just said is based on on research that's been conducted in the last five to ten years at the most, very, very mm. recent, that these discoveries, these these kind of eurekas in the field do start to, again, very loosely said, you know, provide a, an explanation of sorts that in the days when we had no choice but just to call these people fucking crazy evil, we didn't have. You know, we didn't have that option of, of, of making any of the considerations I just talked about. They didn't seem to be part of the, mosa- you know, the, the, the diagram or the discussion. Uh-huh. And whereas now it does seem to be. 